0: Hey, how's it going? It's Bill Gardner from The Deep End Games, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. This week, I am super, super excited. We are going to have a very special guest on. Later on the week and that is Lou Brutus. If you are a rock and roll fan, if you listen to radio, whether it be over the air, or on the internet, whatever, and you like rock music, you know who Lou Brutus is. He's one of the biggest, awesomest, coolest DJs in the country. And he's gonna be on our show. So I'm I'm really excited. Like I mean, he he's just a good guy. I've Kind of, I've internet known him for a long time. We've been Facebook friends for a long time and um, we've had a few conversations and stuff. But he has a new book that drops this week called Sonic Warrior. Make sure to go on Amazon, check it out, pick it up. You can get it on Kindle, hardback, or audiobook. Um, it's about his adventures throughout the years. I'm currently reading it, I'm almost done with it. I, I can, I had to put it down to come record because. It's great, it is wonderful I highly, highly, highly recommend it A lot of cool behind the scenes stuff But to celebrate, you know, it's a big thing So we're going to do something that A uh, topic that we haven't really talked about on the show uh, That I've always wanted to And we're going to talk about, like, rock stars Rock stars in video games, and comics, movies, everything like that I'm I'm excited about this week, y'all I know there's a lot going on But this, this is that, like spark of hope that everybody needs is going to be, well, I'm not going to say our show this week, but Lou's book and his appearance on the show. So let's get started with rock stars in video games. So in video games, rockers have a long history, going back all the way to 1982. And I'm not talking just about, uh, you know, rock band and guitar hero and all those. I mean we'll mention a couple of those, but we're really looking at times that musicians got involved uh in games or game you'll see some where games got involved with musicians and they weren't necessarily there. I wanna mention some of the amazing soundtracks that are out there thanks to musicians. I mean, okay, thanks to major rock musicians. Because every score out there, there's amazing musicians behind. But we're really looking at, like, the big rock stars. You have Paul McCartney, who worked on Destiny. Trent Reznor worked on Quake. Stuart Copeland worked on Spyro the Dragon. Slash worked on the MX versus ATV series. Peter Gabriel worked on Miss 4. Steve Vai worked on Halo 2. So did Breaking Benjamin. And Devo worked on The Sims 2 and Boom Blocks, which was a Steven Spielberg game. So you know they've brought their expertise over and all of those games have amazing soundtracks i mean halo 2 i own the soundtrack on cd i wonder if it's on vinyl i need to figure that out but like i said games have also been uh, really tied to rock stars going back to 1982 you had journey escape on atari 2600 now this this game was tied to the escape album because players played as the band you were a journey and you had to get out of your concert you sneak out and avoid groupies Uh, they were love crazy groupies they had little hearts on them and legs it was kind of weird but it was atari 2600 photographers and my personal favorite like skeezy promoters so you had to watch out for all of them and then you got to that spaceship that was on the cover of the escape album and you know it was kind of cool. you got to hear a weird twenty six hundred version of don't stop Believing but I guess they had fun because the next year nineteen eighty three there was a game called journey and this was an actual arcade game uh there was with uh Bali midway so nineteen eighty three they were they were awesome and this time you flew around in a spaceship you had to find all their instruments you had to get their instruments back and there were new songs in here, and you actually got to see the band members' faces, you naturally kind of looked like them, so that was really neat. Uh, then in 1985, you had Give My Regards to Broad Street. This was Paul McCartney on the Commodore 64, and there was a movie also came out around the same time, and you play as Paul, and you're driving around London, you're looking for the master tapes, you have till midnight... Um, Watch the movie. I mean, it's not necessarily a great movie, but it gives you an idea of what's going on. Probably one of the more infamous, famous, infamous, I don't know, games was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. This was in 1989, and it had um, all sorts of things. (laughs) I mean, depending how you played it or where you played it, I guess. There was an arcade version, a PC version, and like a Sega Genesis version. And they all kind of had different stories, but all of them had Michael Jackson moonwalking around, saving the day from Joe Pesci, who was the bad guy. And, fun fact, Joe Pesci's character, Frankie Ladio, was Jackson's manager at the time. That same name, Frankie Lidio So, I don't know what that says about the guy, but it's... They're not bad games. They kind of remind me of a lot of the Batman games that were on Sega Genesis. They kind of have those graphics and that feel to it. So, that's, that's pretty neat. Same year, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you had Holy Diver, which was tied to Dio's debut album. And in it, you travel back to the year 666. Because why not? And there's characters named Ozzy and Randy and Zach, who... Obviously, we know who those are, but didn't give their permission to be in the game. Um, But they go on, and really, this game, nobody outside of Japan saw it until 2018, when we finally got it it here in North America. It's it's interesting. Um, It's not as polished as a Michael Jackson game, but it's worth checking out. You know, definitely go look it up. A few years later, in 1991, you had the Blues Brothers video game. And what's neat is this kind of harkens back to the very first game, the Journey Escape, but flipped. You're trying to avoid police and things to get into a concert instead of out of it. Pretty, pretty simple game, pretty basic. Music on it wasn't that great because it didn't have any of the music from the film, so that, that kind of stunk. Uh, let's see. Also, next year, 1992, you had Motorhead, the game and this was on the Amiga system, and you're Lemmy. You've lost all your bandmates, and they've been kidnapped by... So this is basically the inverse of the Trolls 2 plot. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Trolls 2, but where metal or rock music is stealing the magic strings from country and hip-hop and stuff. Well, in this one, other music genres have stolen all your bandmates, so you have to go find them and rescue them. And what's interesting about this game that you probably won't get away with in today's time is the way you restored your power is you drink beer so the more beer you drink the more powerful you were. and if that's not rock and roll i don't know what is same here you also had crew ball which is like a pinball style game and motley crew on it i let me rephrase that it had motley crew songs on it they weren't actually in it but like dr Feelgood. good Live Wire, Home Sweet Home, were all in there, so it was a monthly crew pinball game, kind of. Um, on another weird game, because pinball games, you know, aren't your traditional type video games. There was Explora One, Peter Gabriel's Secret World, and this was a puzzle game that went with his '92 album of the same name. And you solve these puzzles and go on scavenger hunts, and you're rewarded with. People talking about Peter Gabriel and the chance to remix one of his songs. It's different, you know. I guess if you're a big Peter Gabriel fan, it's definitely something to check out. And it did well enough that it spawned some sequels, kind of, uh, spiritual successors, I guess, that we'll look at in a little bit. Uh, Way of the Warrior was a really interesting game. Uh, it didn't have much to do with the actual rock stars, but White Zombie had a bunch of songs on the game' soundtrack. It's a fighting tournament thing. but if you liked the uh, Sex or Sisto Devil Music Volume One, like it was on this game. so that was that was where it was at. Personally, my favorite to this day, my favorite rock star game has got to be Revolution X, 1994. If you're in your 30s or even a little bit younger, a little bit older, you remember this game. This was the arcade game with that had the two guns, and you had to go rescue Aerosmith. You know, you're in the city, you're in Egypt, you're in the jungle, you went all over. Uh, They were kidnapped by that New World Order, New Order Nation. Sorry, that's what it was, New Order Nation. And it was so much fun. You got the power-ups with the CDs. You could shoot the CDs out, and that would uh, give extra damage. It was just really a blast I mean I love that game to this day if I'm in an arcade and they actually have it it's getting my quarters for sure the back on the Peter Gabriel game they did a Prince interactive game and you saw puzzles and things and then you get to hear people like Eric Clapton and Little Richard and Miles Davis talk about Prince you get to see a bunch of unreleased tracks so I mean these games definitely have their audience And they uh, have cool things, but I don't know if it's worth, you know, a $80 price tag uh, or whatever games were back then, you know, adjusted and things. They also did it in 1995 for Bob Dylan. This one didn't have as much on the experience side as far as quests and puzzles and stuff, but you got to learn a lot about Bob Dylan. And it had over 100 songs a good chunk of which had never been released before. So, again, if you're a fan of the music, you're going to get to hear a lot of things you probably either haven't heard, maybe only heard a few times, I don't know. Uh, In 95, also, Aerosmith had a game called Quest for Fame. And this was basically Rock Band and Guitar Hero before Rock Band and Guitar Hero. You had to kind of play along with these makeshift guitar things and the more famous you got the bigger the stadiums got you got to do all the songs and it was it was neat in 96 Aerosmith was back this time with Robert De Niro in a game called nine the last resort so here you have Steven Tyler and Joe Perry they're the toxic twins and they take over this hotel and inside the hotel are the nine muses well the purpose of the game is to actually get rid of the Aerosmith guys so the Muses can create more things, but hey, any game that has Aerosmith and Cher and Jim Belushi and Christopher Reeve I'm in, sign me up um, Queen had this a heavy soundtrack on a game called Queen the Eye, but Queen's not really in it, but their music's all in it, um, Ed Hunter 1999, this is a good one This was to tie in with Iron Maiden's album of the same name. This is a first-person shooter. And they did some really cool stuff with level designs on this where each level is based on one of their album covers. So you have An Asylum in Hell, you have London's East End, I mean, all sorts of crazy things. And you're just going through. Speaking of crazy things, Omicron, The Nomad Sold, came out the same year. David Bowie not only had songs for it, not only cameoed in the game as two different characters but also helped write the plot and storyline for it so that's that's really cool um, in 2000 we have Blue Brothers 2000 and I'm only mentioning that because we're going through all of them and that's all Kiss Psycho Circus the Nightmare Child in the same year didn't have any Kiss music but it had the Kiss characters and it's based on Tom McFarland's comic of the same name uh, so that you got to play as Kiss that's always a lot of fun. Everybody really digs that. You also got to play as Gene Simmons from Kiss fame in Tony Hawk Underground in 2003, a few years later. You know, you've got to be Spider-Man and uh, Darth Maul and people, but got to be Gene Simmons, so that's cool. Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. So the Grand Theft Auto games, one thing I will give them is they have wonderful soundtracks, but... Vice City Stories, one of your main missions, was or side missions, was to actually go to a Phil Collins concert. And you got to see him play some songs and everything, and it was just cool that they made that into into the game. Then you also have, you know, I said I would mention a little bit about Guitar Hero and stuff. Guitar Hero 3, you had Slash and Tom Morello in there. Uh, Rock Band released their own Beatles album, which is cool. But... I think for a lot of people, the most iconic rock video game has got to be Brutal Legend with Jack Black, because you were this roadie, and you go through pretty much hell to save rock, and Lemmy's there, and Rob Halford, Lita Ford, and of course, the, the Guardian of Metal is played by Ozzy Osbourne, so it's just really cool, and you get not only amazing songs, but a bunch of nods and winks to the industry and to rock music as a whole it it was a lot of fun and you had jack black's uh, humor in there which is always delightful but there you have it there's a look at rock stars throughout history in video games let me know what's your favorite rock star video game it better be revolution x just just saying you can let us know in the comments below here on soundcloud or on social media facebook instagram twitter we're out there and everywhere and we'd love to talk to you Email me nightnerd at thenierd.com. But otherwise, that's gonna do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. No one else has ever loved me, no one else has ever tried. I never understood how much I could take.